this is Julie. And this is Hallie. And we are the hosts of Metaphysical Nomads. Woo! Metaphysical Nomads is our podcast where we talk about all kinds of spiritual and healing and metaphysical type things that cannot be proven by science. And today, Hallie and I are have a very exciting topic. Hallie, would you like to introduce it? Yes, today we are going to be talking about rocks and crystals. Rocks and crystals. So I know that sort of sounds like a random thing to chat about. Like, why are we going to talk about rocks and crystals? But <laughs> here's the fun fact. Here's the fun fact. Actually, crystals, stones, rocks have for very, very long time, really in ancient cultures date back, they were believed to have healing abilities and believed to um, have meaning for various cultures. And even today, crystals, stones, and rocks are used for a variety of metaphysical type purposes. And the interesting thing about crystals, stones, and rocks and kind of in these metaphysical traditions is that you can kind of see their usage in, like Mom said, a lot of different ancient cultures, but also a lot of different ancient cultures all around the world. Like, there isn't even a specific region that is, you know, um, isolated in their use of rocks and, and stones. It's very common to ha see this in a lot of Native American cultures, um, in a lot of, like, um, Hindu and uh, Eastern Asian cultures. And so it's very kind of prevalent in a lot of different places all around the world, um, including maybe uh, some of the kind of Mayan and Incan cultures down in South America uh, and probably some of the African cultures as well, although I don't know them as well. And not to mention that rocks and stones and crystals can be very pretty. Yes. <laughs> yes. There we go. Yeah, you can also look at rocks, kind of crystals and stones and human interest in them uh, and kind of see it in the way that we prize gold and rubies and emeralds and diamonds and things like that, um, even in modern society today. So the idea behind the rocks and stones and crystals is that going back to the concept that we are all energy, that rot these various rocks and stones, crystals, um, all have their own energy signature. And the concept is, is that if you are wearing a particular stone or crystal, if you have it in your um, physical space, in your home, uh, if you were to hold it during meditation, if you were to put it on your body, that this energy exchange with your own body can promote healing because the different stones and crystals have different, um, I guess, purposes. And, and I don't know where they came up with the idea of certain stones, like this stone is good for this and this stone is good for that. If somebody just intuitively said, this is what I think, and society has bought into it, you know, there's no scientific evidence that I'm aware of, no studies that say, oh, yeah, if you hold on to this particular crystal, you know, it'll heal cancer or something like that. <laughs> and, but many people believe that, you know, there is a basis for it, because if you think about it, like Hallie, you know, for example, crystals are in watches, laser beams, like we actually use them to help balance energy in technology. So that's kind of an interesting concept. You know, I yeah, don't know if you have do, We can use them as like a, a kind of a focal point. Um, 
I suspect that has more to do with physics than particular crystals itself, or at least that's probably what scientists would say. But, you know, we're not here to be scientists. We're here to have fun. So. <laughs> right, right. And it could just be a placebo effect. But mm -hmm. I personally, I love stones and crystals. I, I have a whole bowl of them um, at my house. Actually, I have two houses. Each house has its own bowl of crystals and stones. And I just love to go to these rock shops and, and some of the rock, um, you know, the big fairs and things or when I'm at a, at a farmer's market and find stones that I'm really attracted to. I use my intuition to kind of see what I'm drawn to. And so there are so many. There are so many stones and crystals out there. Um, if you are looking for this episode to tell you all the different properties of all the different stones and crystals, you are in the wrong place because there are so many we probably could not fit them into 30 minutes even if we tried. Like even if we were going rapid speed. But I can do some of them because I actually, I there's some, Hallie, you know, you and I both really like. Mm -hmm. like, that are just usually good as kind of general stones and crystals that a lot of people use and that are very commonly found in a lot of these rock shops. Right. And I would say the number one classic one is just the plain clear quartz crystal. Yes. And you'll find and a lot of those. Yeah. And it's just like, it's just, the, it, those are the ones that kind of grow out of rocks and sometimes they've been carved. They're kind of pointy you can kind of see through them, but that's supposed to be like the master healer. So, you know, when in doubt, if you're looking for something to kind of really address whatever healing issues or cleansing issues, the, the plain, clear crystal that's white is sort of your run of the mill, basic place to start. And, you know, it's very pretty. And if you look at it and if you meditate on it too, you can see all kinds of little lines and, you know, I've, you know, it's the concept behind the crystal ball. <laughs> you know, we've talked about that before. Um, you know, what can you see in your clear quartz crystal? But that I think is one of your basics. But Hallie, what would you say is your favorite stone out of all the ones that I know you have in your collection? And we'll talk about where you can use these and how you can use these and how you can clear them and all that in a bit. But what would you say is your favorite stone? My favorite stone is probably rose quartz. Um, so you have your clear quartz crystals and then you also have your rose quartz crystals. And I have always been drawn to a bunch of different rose quartz crystals. Um, and rose quartz is kind of a fourth chakra um, crystal. You'll find that a lot of the crystal work can be uh, used on different chakras in particular. But rose quartz is kind of aligned with the fourth chakra. It's about opening the heart. Um, it's kind of a pretty pink color. And it's kind of about bringing in love and brightness. If you also listen to our feng shui podcast, rose quartz is a really good thing to put in kind of the love area of your room. Because not only does it have the crystal meaning of, you know, kind of being a a love and good relationships crystal. It also has a pretty pink color that makes it great in feng shui in any sort of love room. I love yes. corner. And I think that is a good one. It's supposed to increase kind of love and trust, and that's great. I would say one of my favorites that, and I think it's just because of who I am and what I need, but I like hematite. And hematite mm. is a kind of heavy... Uh, dark brown black stone and you'll often find them magnetized and they sell lots of bracelets with hematite in them 
And that's like a real grounding stone. It's supposed to be um, coordinated with your first chakra. It's grounding you to the earth. It's supposed to be very detoxifying, help you sleep, help with balance. Um, so I like that one. When I'm feeling anxious, if I have any anxiety or I feel like I'm spinning around or I have too much to do and I need to just sort of breathe and get back to the earth, I like that one. And, and that one and this other one, Obsidian, Obsidian is also a heavy black rock and it's good for letting go and it's a protective stone. So honestly, those two big kind of black rocks, I think are really, really great for, for grounding. So those yeah, are- and I would also add for our um, neurodivergent listeners, if they're out there, uh, hem- hematite stones and their kind of magnetic qualities make them great kind of fidget toys or things to have in your hand while um, you're you're doing other tasks if you require that sort of distraction. Well, I don't know if it's just for um, those those listeners and folks, because I do it all the time with my magnetic <laughs> hematite stones. I'm always putting them together and taking them apart in my hand. They're very, they are really good fidget, fidgets. Um, fidget toys. Yeah. So um, they're really helpful. I will also say that hematite in, is a clearing stone for your other stones. So um, one of the processes if you decide to get a stone is that there are different ways to cleanse and clean them of any negative energy that they might have taken from you or taken from areas of the room or whoever Um, and every once in a while it's recommended that you do a kind of energy clearing on your stones and hematite is a really good one if you kind of keep them with the hematite. The hematite is supposed to take out and clear a lot of that negative energy. Some crystals prefer to be put out in the sun. Some crystals prefer to be put out in the moon. Some just, you know, wash them in water and there you're good. Um, And you can find out more about that by just doing a little bit of research on the crystal that you specifically have. Um, There's a lot of really good websites and places on the internet that with a quick Google search, you can find this out very easily. Yeah. And that's, you know, what's really big right now. And you've probably seen these, they have those water bottles that actually have stones and crystals in them. And yeah, those supposed, are cool. They're supposed to be for various things. Like this is for harmony. This is for balance. And the idea is exactly that those stones are infusing the water with the energy of those particular stones and with the intent behind it, if you believe it's placebo effect, but either way, and that energy gets into the water and then you drink the water after it's been sitting for a while and you're getting the benefit of that. And, and the idea is that stones have been used for in current, I mean, forever in purifying water. That's like part of our aquifer system. So yeah. that concept and that you'd be taking in the energy either, you know, by drinking that water that's been infused or, as I said, by wearing the jewelry is really, really cool. So um, Hallie- I should also say really quickly on that, um, for those that are potentially a little confused and don't really want wa- rocks in their water, there's usually like a, they're in like a little glass bit uh, at the bottom or sometimes in the center of the water bottle. So your rocks are not really directly touching your water, but the idea is that the energy is still flowing even through that glass. But I would think even if it's you could just probably wash them in soap. And yes, yes. Kept... If you if you <laughs> if you really wanted to, that was an option. But if <laughs> okay. people had a, a a hard time gra- wrapping their head around the concept of drinking water with rocks in it, you know. But I can understand. Okay, so Hallie, one of the things like you and I, when we go, we have a favorite rock store in Phoenix. We do. That we go to, and one of the things you're going to find in a rock store, and I wasn't really aware of this at all until I kept seeing this, and that's. Uh, selenite 
So selenite is kind of a white stone and it might even be man-made. I don't really know the story behind selenite. And it's a little fragile. It's a little bit of a softer stone. There, That's there's right. Hardness to stone yeah, because our, our dog ate it. Our dog ate it. Um, it is, it is, <laughs> we found out that it, according to the internet, it, it is, I mean, well, dogs should not eat rocks. Um, it would not be, it was not toxic to the dog. So it's, it's safe for the dog, except the dog really shouldn't be eating selenite and rocks. Right. So the cool thing about selenite is that it comes, they, they, they sell it typically like as a normal stone, but they also sell it in all kinds of different shapes, like little pyramid shapes um, they have my favorite, the knife shape, like yes, full those are on cool. knife. <laughs> and, and the reason why is that it's a protection stone. It's very big for protection and keeping negative energy away from you. So you could, the idea with the knife is you could kind of go and, and kind of put the knife all around your body to kind of like cut through the energy in your body to clear it out or somebody else. And, and we should add, it's a dull knife, so it won't actually dull. cut you. Just, just so we're clear, this is as we're as we're talking about this, you will not be injured in the process. It looks like a kid's knife, a toy, anyway. Yeah. But, but still, like I love the idea. So I have one of those, and I also put selenite all over my house, particularly near the entryway, you know, to kind of clear out any negative energy of somebody who might be coming in or me bringing it in from, mm-hmm. you know, whatever my day was. So also selenite. any sort of like windows or anywhere that there's kind of like an entry or exit in your room, whether it's a window or a door, putting some selenite there is really good for just making sure that the energy that comes into your space is clean, happy and healthy. Yeah. So let me go through a list of some of the other um, common um, crystals and stones, you know, and some of our favorites. But again, if you go to a rock shop or a fair, I mean, you're going to see so many different types. And I think you just need to go with what you're drawn to. But yes. And-, and they usually have also um, most rock stores that we've ever been to have had some sort of little card or plate that you can get with each of your rocks or that you can take a picture of while you're in there that says, this is this rock and this is what its properties are. And, um, and what it's good for. So I, I've, I don't think I've ever been in a rock store that's not had some sort of descriptor that you could take a picture of or look at with, with each of the rocks. Just because, like we said, there are so many. And so there are now certain ones that we've memorized, like selenite or rose quartz, hematite or obsidian that, you know, just are our personal favorites. But when you go to a rock store, really just look to what you're drawn to and then take kind of then, you know, go up to the person in charge or the person who owns the store. Um, or if there's a little placard by where you got your rock, they usually have some sort of description of this is this rock and here's why you might have been drawn towards it. And here's what you can use it for. Exactly. So amethyst is one of our favorites. It's very pretty. It's a, it's a crystal and it's usually purple uh, in color. And it is great for healing and purifying and willpower and I've also heard that it also can promote more spiritual dreams and clarity if you put it next to your bed while you sleep. And so sometimes I will do that just to see what a, what what might come up through our for our, through our dream world. Um, tiger's eye is another one. It's for motivation and can decrease fear. Turquoise, very popular out here in the U.S. Southwest and very popular with the Native American population. It's designed to soothe emotions and said to bring good luck. 
the sapphire, this one cracks me up because sapphires, at least as far as I know, are kind of expensive and yet they're supposed to bring prosperity. So my theory is if you, if you, <laughs> so you have to have prosperity already to get, exactly, the, sapphire to get the sapphire, but maybe they're not, I don't know, maybe some places they're not all that expensive, but they, they tend to bring prosperity and, and jade is the same way that brings prosperity and luck. Um, moonstone uh, is supposed to help you with having feelings of that inner strength and personal growth. You know, that moonstone concept. I kind of like that stone. I don't believe I own it, but I might need that. And it um, is pretty. It is pretty. And ruby, uh, good for sexuality and sensitivity and sensuality. All of that is is great for rubies. And then one of my favorites is Labradite. And Labradite is, for health purposes, is supposed to help improve and boost your immune system. But spiritually, it's a protection stone. And it can also, it's a spiritual stone that can really help give you clarity and guidance and connect you to, the, to your you know, higher self and, and guides, so forth. So Labradite, I like to have too. And that one's also another one that you could put next to your bedside if you want to have some crazy dreams. And I, I have had that experience. So there's obviously a ton more, like Hallie has said. But, you know, let's talk about some of the uses, usage of this. We've already talked about the drinking water concept. And, and I do want to, you know, hearken back, as Hallie did, to our Feng Shui podcast. Because that's all about intention and creating a space in your home where um, you're bringing in the energy that you want and clearing out negative energy. And all of these stones, based on their color and or what you're trying to accomplish, can go to different places in your home, in your personal space, to help bring the energy that you want, whether it relates to prosperity, love and romance, knowledge, bringing helpful people into your life, bringing health and healing, uh, children or creativity, bringing you fame, fortune, I mean, all of that is tied into the feng shui, and, and stones can definitely be used for that. And stone placement is also really important. Um, so like mom was talking about, some of these stones, if you place them like by your head, you are expected to be kind of more have more spiritual revelations, be more spiritual, kind of open up that seventh chakra. Some of them, if you place them by your feet, they'll help you be more grounded, kind of stay into this um, this place uh, that we are on earth and kind of be in this life and in your body. And other stones, like we talked about with the selenite, should go by entryways that can help clear the energy of yourself and your guests as they walk into your home. And so stone placement is kind of an important aspect of crystals. Um, but it's also, with all of these, as we talk about in the water and in the stone placement and in the feng shui, all of that, um, it's all really about how you want to use your stones. Um, so oftentimes for me, I have a couple stones placed in various areas that I think are kind of helpful and healing, but I mostly use my stones for meditations and for guided meditations um, where I'm trying to get specific aims out of a specific meditation and to have kind of a stone in my hand as I go or in both hands as I go and meditate is really helpful for me. Some people are more interested in kind of the stones use in their daily life and that has to do with 
kind of stone placement and things like that. Other use other people use stones for rituals and um, a lot of witches and people who are in the Wicca community are very fond of using stones and crystals for to help practice their magic and to help set their intentions. And so it's really all about how you decide you want to use these stones and their frequency. You know, it's interesting that you say that about the meditation, because I like to use stones in meditation, too. And what I do is in my bowls of stones, when I want to sit down and just breathe or meditate, is I'll just go intuitively and pick two, one for each hand of what I am drawn to. And I just trust that that's what I need right now. And I also trust that this one needs to be in my left hand and this one needs to be in my right hand. And sometimes I feel like I need to switch them, you know, based (laughs) on whatever's going on. But I do think intuition's a lot of it, you know. And the other thing, too, it's like you could wear if you, you know, feel like you you don't feel safe. You could wear a protection stone, like wear it as a necklace, you know, wear it as a bracelet. I carry a protection stone all the time in my purse, just sort of, you know, I also have, which is not a stone. But I keep like an evil eye that I always put on the on the mirror in my cars kind of facing out so that, you know, to prevent car accidents. And I have to say, knock wood, I haven't had any of those. So maybe they work Um, or maybe I'm just a careful, more careful. I tend to put a piece of jade in my purse as well. Um, That kind of helps promote wealth. And so I, I feel like putting it in with my wealth and money and, you know, in my in a place that I carry my money, it makes it a promotes wealth and prosperity in my life. That's actually a really good idea because I, again, it's like going back to that concept of where you put your energy, where you put your, you know, in our manifesting podcast, for example, this is, you're saying to the universe, I would like to attract wealth and I'm putting it in my purse near my money for that reason. And you're probably more likely to get it. And I, you know, I, as I said, it doesn't hurt. These things do not hurt. And if they make you feel better, and feel like you're actually taking some control over your own future, you know, more power to it. Now, I want to tell you a quick funny story about our favorite rock store. And so I was, we were in the store, Hallie and I, we go to it all the time. Now, of course, she's living in Australia, so we can't do it so much together anymore. (laughs) But the woman who worked in the store, and I'm not going to say the name because I don't want to call her out or anything, but she was, she has all these health issues and she's like really, really stiff and really, really sore all the time and she was telling me about how hard it is to get up how hard it is to move around and it occurred to me kind of intuitively as I'm talking to her and I'm surrounded by all these rocks that I'm like I really had the feeling like oh my gosh this woman is turning into a rock she's turning to stone so this ties back I know it's kind of weird to say but it ties back to when we were talking about um, Chinese astrology and how everybody has their elements and how you can get out of balance, and in feng shui too, if you have, say, too much metal in your home. In this case, it'd be like too much earth. She's got too much stone, too much rock in her surroundings. So tying it into Chinese astrology and feng shui, the antidote to that would be to bring in more other the other elements, more water, more metal, things that can cut the, the earth can actually help balance that. Um, And specifically water. Water is the balancing element for earth in Chinese astrology. Yeah. So it can really do that. But just bringing in more elements and being aware of your surrounding and what the elements are. Stones, if you feel like you need more earth energy, are that earth energy. And they they can be very balancing. And particularly if your Chinese astrology chart is low with earth. So see, it ties into everything. It ties in 
to healing, intuition, manifestation, meditation, feng shui, Chinese astrology. This is why I think that's this stuff is so cool, honestly. Honestly. Yeah. Um, it really is interesting, especially with crystals. I feel like they, they're so um, malleable in where you use them and how you use them that they can really be used for kind of any part of the metaphysical world that you're interested in, um, which is, is really interesting. And I, I think that we have found through our study of the metaphysical, a lot of similarities, a lot of um, synchronicities, I suppose you could say, and just things that, that mix so well. And I feel like crystals can sometimes be really a centerpiece and that can kind of send you off into all different zones of the metaphysical world. And they make great home decor. And they so make with- great home decor. So with that, we are um, wrapping up here, but we really, really hope that you learn some stuff about some crystals and stones and rocks and will incorporate them into your spiritual journey. (laughs) So they're the best. All right, guys, until next time, um, you guys have a good day and thank you for tuning in. Yep. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, We are approaching the end of this season for our podcast. uh, So our next episode is probably going to be a little bit different. It's just going to be a wrap up of some uh, stuff that we've talked about that will expand on just a little bit more, some stuff that we haven't talked about before and what you should be looking for in the next season of Metaphysical Nomads. So thank you so much for joining us on this podcast journey and we will see you in two weeks time. Oh, and follow us on our new Instagram. Follow us on our new Instagram. Metaphysical Metaphysical Nomads. You got it. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye.